This is an Arizona sports special. Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Eric Ruby. Cardinals Corner, Arizona Sports Special. You can hear and feel the energy here at State Farm Stadium. Hello and welcome into another edition of Cardinals Corner, a special one live from the red and white scrimmage here at State Farm Stadium in beautiful, sunny, and extremely hot Arizona. Speaking of extremely hot, I got my co-host, as always, the one and only Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake here in the flesh where he usually is at State Farm Stadium covering the Cardinals. I am Arizona Sports afternoon contributor Eric Ruby here on an afternoon on the weekend Tyler how are you feeling as we are really 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 getting close to football season now yeah it feels good you know welcome to the home away from home I'm glad you can make it to uh yeah home number two for this guy but yeah it's definitely you can definitely tell there's a little bit of a different feeling out here the field has actually moved all the way up real game setting more fans than I've seen all training camps so definitely definitely a bigger showing more intensity is expected Gannon told us this week it's going to be full tilt so expect some uh, expect some scrimmage, expect some practice stuff. And just expect a little bit of everything, I would say. Give me a few names, a couple people that have stood out to you so far in training camp that you want to keep an eye on specifically today when they do go full tilt. Yeah, Michael Wilson, I think that's going to be one. Uh, Paris Johnson, Keetrell Clark, a lot of rookies. I got to say a lot of rookies. I got to see where exactly these rookies are fitting. And, I mean, Clayton Toon's got to be in there too. A lot of these guys are working with the second team, some with the first team even. So, it's been interesting to watch, and now we've got a more dress rehearsal type thing before we really get going with the preseason next week. So I'm interested to see how these guys play in a more of a game setting because, let's be honest, it's a lot of practice going on, but not a lot of hitting each other and, and seeing what we can really see moving down the line. Okay, I want to talk about what you really see. and You say, okay, the whole vibe has changed. DJ Humphrey said it's a culture shock, not a culture shift. What is, what is different? Because you, you always hear it in kind yeah. of a, a wide-ranging, oh, yeah, it's, this, is, this has changed. We feel different. Is it just holding people accountable? Is it how they interact with the players? Is it how the players interact with each other? Like, what tangibly do you notice that is different this time around than 365 days ago? Yeah, you can tell that there's a lot more emphasis on nailing down the little things. And I think that's been a emphasis on everybody's everybody's been talking about at this camp is just this team is focused on nailing down. This regime is focused on nailing down the little things. And that was something that was lost last year. Obviously, you don't go they don't go directly to saying what happened, but you can tell this is a culture flip, culture shock, like DJ Humphrey said. And, I mean, you can tell by how many people are bought in already, by how many vets are bought in, by just the ways they're, you know, giving out the information of learning the playbooks even different. I mean, just everything about this team is different. And you can tell the, you know, the response from the players and the assistants has been nothing but positive with Jonathan Gannon and what Monty Austinford are doing with this team. What I've really enjoyed and what I've had to do during just the week, which is cut through and listen to all of the audio that you're so gracious to send us from <laughs> Cardinals camp, is how the players talk about what's going on. Not just yep. about the new regime, but about their responsibilities. I mean, yep. you can even look in on somebody who is new and wasn't here last year in Paris Johnson Jr. But he's at a completely new position than what he played in college. But he's so confident when he speaks about it. And I don't think that's just the player. No. It's the coaching staff as well. It feels like even the old guys to the new guys are more confident and secure in what they're saying and what they're doing and how they're doing it 
And while that might not seem like a big deal and it might not completely translate to a bunch of wins right away, it's extremely important. It's literally yeah. the foundation of winning football. Yeah, and I mean, what we saw last year, what we're coming out of last year, you've got to take a sledgehammer to that old foundation, break it down to rubble, and build it up. And this is one way you start that. I mean, it really starts with the little things and making sure you're just you're not getting complacent and you're playing for the guy next to you. And I think that's a that's another big thing is you can tell there's just this cohesiveness that we did not see last year. I felt like that that's another big thing is just everyone seems to be playing for one another and it's just they want each other to get better. End of the day, that's what they're here to do. And that's what you can see happening. It's the iron sharpens iron, whether it comes to the rookies or the new guys. And let's paint yep. a little bit of a picture here, as this is pretty cool. We're out here at State Farm Stadium. This is the booth that usually Dave Pash, Ron Wolfley, these are guys are going to be in here all during the season bringing you the energy. But looking around, lots of fans here. Obviously, it's not a turnout that's going to be like a regular season game. You're not going to get that at the red and right scrimmage. Parking lot was getting really full. Right now, you got the wide receivers running routes. They're not full-on scrimmaging. Looks like they're just getting warmed up so any names anything, right now. anything standing out to you so far ty well one thing is uh you know colt mccoy he's got those uh non-throwing days that we've learned part of his plan if you uh, as jonathan gannett has told us but yeah he looks like he's throwing today so looks like he should be the part of the first team we'll probably see clayton toon be the second team but yeah just right now just getting uh getting the guys loose before things really start ratcheting it up man all right when they ratchet up who's getting the first snap toon no Colt you don't McCoy, think so? Colt's going to get the first. I think I think we'll see Toon move up into the first team, but I think it'll be later into practice, maybe give him one or two sessions, maybe 11 on 11. But after that, or outside of that, I think it's going to be Colt McCoy running the show for most of the practice, in my opinion, for so first team. But when it comes to the QB room, it feels like that's where a lot of focus is going in. Obviously, Kyler Murray still recovering from an ACL injury. There's some talk he's going to be back sooner rather than later, but when you ask him, he says, I'm just taking it day by day. You ask in, and we're just taking it day by day. You can't rush the type, these types of things. So the battle for week one appears to be between backups, and, of course, maybe two, three, four, the weeks after that. Clayton Toon, when he got drafted, said he felt like he was the best quarterback in the draft. Yep. He's come out here, and he has impressed. It's not like he's coming out here and putting out a dud. What would you say is the percentage chance that week one rolls around not preseason, <laughs> nothing just in camp or these scrimmages. Yeah. And Clayton Toon is taking the first snap of the Arizona Cardinals season. Percentage? Ooh. I, I would still – I'm still leaning towards Colt starting week one. But outside of that, I think it's very much up in the air to see when Toon's going to come in. I think they're seeing a lot of good things out of him. I think he's adapting well. I think he's getting the playbook down. Obviously, they're still going to be growing pains as a rookie, but – at the end of the day, he's already with the twos. I mean, he's cemented with the twos right now, and he's getting a little more run with the ones. So it's not out of the question for sure, but I still – I would probably give it 70% Colt, 30% Tune. But it is that that 30% is trending up with every solid practice. And to be honest, he's had mostly good practices. Is that about where the first-team reps are standing now? Tune started with the twos, worked his way up occasionally with the ones. How often is he with the ones? I'd say it's probably – probably closer to 85 15 or 90 10 right now it's still still very much he's creeping in don't get me wrong he's creeping in and he's starting to get a steady you know supply of that but it's still very much colt mccoy's first team everybody else falls after that okay speaking of everybody else before we get into the scrimmaging here you've had the chance up close and personal to be watching lots of practices over the last two weeks yep 
What's a name that maybe people aren't thinking about right now? A new one, an old one, somebody that maybe doesn't completely stand out in the crowd yep. that you think has a legitimate chance to shock people or at least have some people learn their names? Ooh. Oh, man, this is a good one. I would say Keetrell Clark. And why? The Rook. He's been getting a lot of run with the twos, and he's starting to get – he's starting to break in with the ones a little more too. And, I mean, the last practice he had a pair – he was a part of a pair of turnovers. He had one pick off of Jeff Driscoll in the end zone, and then the next play he deflected a pass, and Juju Hughes was able to snag the interception. So he's definitely coming on. The dude's so quick, man. If he could – if if he can really nail down the playbook and really give them some confidence that he can be one of those guys to pick up valuable snaps, maybe not necessarily the starter, but – you know, who knows? He's he's very much catching people's eyes, not not just from the field, but even people that I've talked to from fan sides of things. Like, he's a guy to watch for sure, I think, in my opinion, definitely. I want to dive more into the entire rookie class next segment because there's a really good chance that they're contributing more than maybe an average rookie class would a lot earlier. Part of that is just of types of people that it appears that they've drafted and how hard they're working. But a name that has stood out to me because it has also stood out to you and i've seen you post videos <laughs> and i've seen him run routes seen him make some plays zach pascal oh that's a good one yep, yep wide receiver following jonathan gannon out here to the valley yeah is he looking like he's going to be that x receiver maybe the, the deandre hopkins replacement i don't necessarily know if he's going to be the x but he's definitely going to be the guy that's going to bully bully dbs around when he's on the field i think he's going to bring some toughness to that room that is going to be needed obviously you know not to take anything away from the other guys but he's a little bit bigger bigger bodied guy like he can move some people around and i think that's going to be needed i just you got to set the tone somehow and i think he's a part of that i would be really excited to see what routes they run today and who's getting a majority of the targets because when you look at the wide receiver room you can make an argument for a lot of different people. I think Marquise Hollywood Brown pseudo becomes your number one. Like he just falls yeah. into place there. Yep. I don't think there's a lot of argument with that, but he's also not the type of guy who's going to be getting a ton of passes, these short little dump offs, yeah. lots of targets. He's a big play, low number of play guy. Like mm -hmm. eight to ten targets. He'll probably catch a couple of them, but he might get close to a hundred yards with a straight line speed and how he can move after the carry yeah. or after the catch. So everybody else, when it comes to a Zach Pascal because of his size, maybe a Michael Wilson, who we're going to dive more into oh, next yeah. segment, Rondale Moore in a new scheme, in a new system that, quite frankly, last year did not fully utilize no, they what he could do. I'm interested to see who's getting these plays drawn up for them, who's making themselves open, who's getting in there yeah. and actually making their presence known because I feel like that room, while it is still full of talent, I think Greg George is great as well. Yep. I think they're all on a similar level. Yeah. I don't think there's a ton of separation. And maybe I'm wrong going through the season, but that's just where I'm sitting right now. So I'd yeah. like to see maybe iron sharpening iron there, oh, especially yeah. today. All right. When we come back, Cardinals corner, Tyler Drake, Eric Ruby, live from red and white scrimmage here at State Farm Stadium. We're going to dive into this rookie class, Paris Johnson Jr., Michael Wilson. Will they be contributing right away? Will they be starting? We're going to talk about that next right here. Cardinals Corner on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Cardinals Corner, Arizona Sports Special with Eric Ruby and Tyler Drake. On the Arizona Sports app at 98.7. It's a special day out here at State Farm Stadium, one that really marks the beginning of football season, in my opinion. 
some live scrimmage with the fans here. Eric Ruby alongside Tyler Drake, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter. And it looks like we're about to really get started here with the scrimmage. They were doing individual drills before, position drills, and now people are getting on the sideline. If Wolf was here, I would love to see his face, Tyler. Because he's down I, there somewhere. I want to see his face right now because I just know he's foaming at the mouth ready to see some football. You excited? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is great. You know, obviously being here the last week and a half, uh, seeing some some more game-type situations is definitely going to be fun and actually give us a little more insight on what exactly they're seeing out of these guys right now. So far, super exciting stuff. Field goal team out there. Matt Prater, Prater, just, good. Prater just nailed one. So that's his, uh, what's going on right now. And, of course, some people that we're going to be watching during this red and white practice happen to be NFL rookies. It seems yes. like this draft class by Monty Fort has been pretty well received across the valley by media, by fans, just by the way they talk, the way that they play, the way that they carry themselves, it just, you get a good, I hate the word and I feel like I always overuse it, but you get a good vibe from a lot of the rookies. Yep. And a specific vibe you get from one of them is sheer confidence, and that's Clayton Toon. Yes. Quote, on draft day, <laughs> I think I'm the best quarterback in this class, and God's got a plan for me, so I wasn't too stressed about it, Toon said about being picked in the fifth round. Quote, I didn't have too many expectations, but I'm just happy to be part of such a great organization and to be able to live out my dream. Happy to go in there and work and compete. End quote. It would be a real story for a rookie fifth-round quarterback, even if it's because Kyler Murray is injured, to start week one. And you said last segment that that wasn't too likely. Mm -hmm. However, somebody that I think it's more likely to start is Paris Johnson Jr. Yes, Paris Johnson Jr. is... is gonna be your right tackle your starting right tackle when we you're saying that confidently already yes, and am. why i mean i know why but tell the people why. he's just he hasn't moved as much as you know they've lauded his uh versatility he hasn't moved he's right tackle that is that is where he's getting all of his reps that is that is the spot for this guy and, and i think they envision him being on the right side i think they're keeping him on the right side and that's just where he's gonna call home until they figure if, until maybe they see during during the season they need to to maybe move him around. But right now, I think he's showing exactly what they want to see for a guy that they want on the outside. I think what's great with him starting already at right tackle is that when he was drafted, it was like, okay, maybe the end plan, maybe partially through the season, maybe you get him to work there and you work him around the line and see where he fits with the already your established veterans. Yeah. You got DJ Humphreys on the left side. You got Kelvin Beecham on the right side. And then you fit Paris Johnson Jr. somewhere in there. Yep. But there's no way that they would be putting this much stock into him exactly. and have him doing this all the time. Like, Tune, obviously different. Fifth round, first round. Yeah. Different positions, all of that. Yep. But he's only getting a small percentage of the first team reps. Mm -hmm. Paris is getting all of them. Yes. He's getting all, all of, of them. them. All of them. And over not just somebody who is, you know, on – okay, they're on the roster. They're, they're a good football player, but they're not their stalwart starter. Like, Kelvin Beecham was a mainstay for this team. Beecham was the only healthy offensive lineman throughout the whole season. And not only was he healthy, but he was contributing. He's not yeah. the, the, a top five offensive lineman in the league, but he's certainly not a bottom five. Exactly. And to have your rookie come in and without a doubt, right, immediately put him there. And have you seen from him that he's fitting in, that he's handling that well, mm -hmm. and that he's thriving in that position? Yeah, yeah, you can. And, and it's not so much about what we're seeing, but it's what we're being told from the vets too. I mean, Will Hernandez loves the guy. They're gonna have a, He said it. They're gonna have a belly shake before every uh, belly shake, not a handshake, a belly shake before every drive. This is what he said on a uh, Big Red Rage, I think, this week. 
before every drive, him and the rookie are going to have a belly shake. And it's just you can tell that they've really taken this guy under their wing. But not only that, they see the potential this guy has. Humphreys, you know, spoke very highly of him. Even Kelvin Beecham, who, let's be honest, he's probably taken his spot. He has spoken highly of him. So Paris is doing all the right things. He's checking all the right boxes. It's really the next step is what does it look like when the game, when it, when it becomes live? It would be really easy to be that high of a draft pick, to be that young, and to walk in and essentially get the starting spot. Obviously, he's earned it. He's extremely talented. He's a top draft pick. He's not just getting it to get it. Yeah. But it would be very easy to, to have that happen to you and to think, man, I ain't got to listen to nobody. <laughs> I am good. I know what I'm doing. I'll listen to some people around me, but I'm Paris Johnson Jr., and I'm set. Yep. That is not what I'm getting from him. Oh, no, no, no. I am getting somebody who is so open to learning, so open to embracing the challenge, to messing up and to fixing it. It feels like he's a veteran. Yeah. And I'm not just saying that because this is Cardinals corner and he's the Cardinals first round draft pick. Like, he is acting like a veteran out there. I've said it. I've said it when we talked to him, when I talked to him at the draft at draft night he seemed like he was already there he seemed like he already had the head on on his shoulders at a guy that's been in the league for a couple years so again we got to see obviously there's going to be some some rookie hurdles here and there but right now man he's he's doing everything that they're asking of him and that's all you can do at this point and look a lot of this right now man we're not even in preseason yet it's the red and white practice cardinals corner here live for arizona sports the local sports leader tyler drake i'm eric ruby we're here and we're watching, for the first time, live reps in front of the fans going. So, I want to talk about the other rookies. Yep. Michael Wilson yep. is somebody that, to me, you know this. I, if I put my <laughs> crystal ball in front of me and I think about the future and I think about week 10, week 11, week 12, and so on, and maybe years past that, I see Michael Wilson contributing. Yes. I don't know how much because it's so hard to tell with rookies. But I see him contributing. You said yes. You, you said, agree? You said what What week were you talking I about? Like, what, when you get to week 10, week 11, week 12. Man, I, I think it's going to be sooner than that. I think he'll get on the field sooner than that, and I think he probably can contribute. But I'm talking about, like, solidifying your spot. Somebody, like, we can go in and be like, okay, we know what Michael Wilson's going to do this yeah. week. Not, is he going to play? How many snaps is he going to get? But have carved out a role in himself. I don't think that, like, Paris Johnson Jr., he's going to be out there starting week one. Mm-hmm. But what's something about him? Is it a certain skill? Is it his size? Is it his demeanor that stands out to you? Because I'm not alone in this. No, no. He's another guy that just seems like he's got it. He's got, he knows what to bring to the table at the NFL level. He just, the dude is one of the taller guys in the wide receiver's room. He seems like he's already getting it. He's confident. You know, he, him and Christian Matthew, I, I tweeted it up when it happened. They had a little scuffle, uh, Little John, after a couple one-on-ones, uh, Michael Wilson beat him twice, and, and rightfully so, had a couple things to say. Luckily, didn't take it too far to where, you know, they got ejected from the fight, but still, uh, or ejected from practice for fighting, but still a solid uh, solid showing from him. And now, sorry, we're getting some live yeah, action some now. some live reps going uh, on. Noah Tonga, a first catch from Colt McCoy down the middle. This guy, that guy's re- impressive, man. He's had a really good camp. He's known more for the blocking uh, aspect, but, man, he's really uh, he's looking solid. But, yeah, going back to Michael Wilson, he's a bigger dude. He just seems to have it. He's just, you know, the, the build that he has, you know, I think the next thing for him is, is really working on getting off, you know, 
press coverage and, and all that. So we'll have to see how he does with that. But he's in there right now with the ones. We're watching this right now. He's in there with the ones. Him, Rondell Moore. Looks like Zach Pascal Doesn't look like Hollywood's out there. So he's probably... If gonna, he's not out there now, you probably do, won't yeah. be seeing a lot of him today. A lot of minimal work today. But, yeah, it looks like we've got Humphreys, uh, Elijah Wilkinson, Yelda Froholt, Will Hernandez, and, yeah, Paris Johnson. Those are your starters. McCoy back there. McCoy's back there, too. We'll try to avoid our best Dave Pash impersonation. <laughs> Nobody can do it like Pash. But, okay, we talked to Michael Wilson. There are a lot of other rookies in this class, though. And I want to talk about some of the later round ones because I feel like you are specifically very high on somebody, and I am specifically very high on somebody. I'll go with mine while you think about yours because I think think I might have stumped you a little bit. No, I don't think you did. But you Owen might've. Papo. Yep, yep. Already, I'm like this is crazy. Already has the highest speed rating for inside linebackers in Madden. Yeah. As a rookie. Yeah. And that does not mean that you're going to be the best football player in the world. It doesn't mean that you're going to be a world beater and a difference maker immediately. Yeah. But for a late-round pick, I believe he was a sixth-round pick, to have a skill like that that you can build around, Mm -hmm. that you can say, all right, we're going to put you in this position, and you are going to take advantage of something that nobody else has, and that is your speed. Yeah. He's going to get reps. He's going to get some time because I don't think this team's going to be competing for a playoff spot this year. No. And when you get a little bit later into the season, you're going to want to see what you have out of your young guys, especially when two of your inside linebackers are no longer inside linebackers (laughs) and Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, and that's the thing, too, is is speaking with uh, Kaiser White, we're talking a little bit about him and just the linebackers room in general. He's, I mean, he's talking about the speed that this group is, is bringing. And you can tell, man, Owen's got another gear. So it's going to be really interesting how they can utilize him because I don't think he's necessarily going to be stuck at inside linebacker. They might move him around just to see what they can get because in this league, man, speed kills. And if you can put speed in the right spot, it's going to be – it could be very beneficial for a defense. And as you've seen from this regime and Zayvon Collins, they're willing to take – an inside linebacker, and they're willing to put him on the edge. You have somebody with that size and that speed, put him in every once in a while just to go off the edge and keep defenses honest? Yeah. I don't hate that. Here's the name that I was thinking about that you're high on since you're maybe not remembering. Dante Stills. Yeah. Yeah, Dante Stills, man. It's been interesting because he's not necessarily been only on the inside. They've gotten they've, – they've tried to see what they can get out of him a little bit on the edge too, so – definitely interesting he's just got to bulk up more i think that's really the big thing and and right now he's he's really in between positions i think he could uh, yeah i mean if he bulks up i think he's a solid interior guy but if he stays about where he's at now he could easily you know they might be able to move him out on the outside he just he seems like a really smart dude who and let's be honest there's a lot of uh, question marks with this defensive line so if he can really make a make an impact early on and make a mark i mean there's the jonathan ledbetters the richard lawrence's the lecky Fotus that you know guys that are returning but you know it's not out of the question some of these new guys are going to come up and, and really fight for these spots james connor with a little short reception over the middle from colt mccoy takes it and he does what james connor does and that's move the chains and we'll do the same here on cardinals corner next segment Cardinals might have signed his backup. We're going to tell you who it was and what you can expect from him next. It's Arizona Cardinals Corner on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Cardinals Corner, Arizona Sports Special with Eric Ruby and Tyler Drake. On the Arizona Sports app and 98.7. Live from State Farm Stadium out here in Glendale, it's Eric Ruby and Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter Tyler Drake. We are 
Cardinals corner here for a special live edition. And the twos are here running out there after the ones just got off the field. Clayton Toon slinging it down the field. I am not as smart as Tyler Drake. I did not bring any binoculars. But we are up <laughs> Andre here. Andre Pacelli with the catch. Andre Pacelli with the Move catch. Move the chains. Ten yards. What have you noticed with the twos out here? Seems like something was a little bit different than the rest of the, the, rest of the week. Yeah, yeah. I guess today just from the last time we were out here is Gaines is back as the center for the twos. That's the rookie yep, at yep. UCLA. Pat uh, F-Line is, Elfline was working with the twos a lot this uh, past practice that we were out there, but it looks like Gaines has got it. So interesting to see what they do with him because, again, he can play guard as well, and Dennis Daly's right there next to him. So those those guys are uh, definitely, definitely going to be somebody to watch. Well, so far, somebody to watch in uh, the twos is Corey Clement. Yep, straight away. Straight away, and you know what? Cramming it vertical, as Jonathan Gannon likes to say. His job might be up for grabs. The Cardinals made a signing during yeah, the week. They did. Running back Marlon Mack. Mack is a six-year NFL veteran drafted by the Indianapolis Colts, 143rd overall in 2017. Went on to play five years there before spending time with the Broncos and 49ers. In Indy, Mack was their number one running back from 2018 to 2019. Yep. Almost at 2,000 yards. Literally just one yard short <laughs> yeah, in that span. Right. 17 touchdowns along with 31 passes caught for 185 yards and a touchdown. The problem with Mack is the injury history. But if he is healthy, would it be safe to say that he would be somebody who's competing to back up James Conner? Yeah, yeah, I think for sure. I think that is very much just with how the room's constructed right now. You know, Keontae Ingram's dealing with the Nick, as Jonathan Gannon told us today. So not going to see much of him today. We haven't seen much of him this week. So, yeah, I think it's really about depth right now and really finding that guy who can really complement James Conner. James Conner's going to be the bell cow. Let's not be mistaken. He is going to be the guy that's going to run the rock the most for this team. And, 2023 but outside of that you got to spell him so I, i'm i would say mac is right there in the running he's got the familiarity with gannon too having spent a couple years with the uh with each other in indianapolis and like you said man he's had a thousand yard season he's almost had a thousand the other one and 17 touchdowns that's a, that's a good good number there for sure i think what i'm interested to see out of you know maybe the next couple practices is how can he be as a pass catcher that's going to be mm. the big thing for me because that's something that I think we need to really nail down for this room is who's going to be that change of pace guy. Because you can have a guy that's going to back him up and be a bruiser like a Keontae Ingram, but you're still going to need a guy that's going to be able to go out there and catch some passes. So that's what I'm going to be watching with Mac. Uh, I think Clement, as we know, what he brings to the table. So, yeah, but it's it, they definitely needed to go out and get somebody. So, yeah, we'll see how it shakes out. I was, to be honest with you, I was kind of worried. There's a couple positions here that I would say beyond the number one, the true number one, there, uh, there's a lot to be desired as it's getting a little bit physical here as well. Play before John Gaines, the rookie we were just talking about, yeah. who was with the twos out at center. He lost his helmet, yep. but Clayton Toon continuing to move the chains. Yep, I don't know who first. he found because their jersey is tucked up, but I don't uh, see their number. Uh, Blake Whitehart. Oh, Blake Whitehart. All right, tight end, six forward, Wake Forest. Okay, Tyler, we have gone long enough. It is time <laughs> to talk about two names that have been at the forefront of Cardinals football for the last couple of years. One who did not get his fifth-year option picked up this year, and another who was in that, going to be in that same position the next year. Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons. Both have changed positions. Both are no longer inside linebackers. I'm going to give it to you. Where do you want to start, and what have you seen from them throughout camp so far? You know, let's start with Zayvon. I think Zayvon has just continued to really... I'll go back to, the, you know, just have this culture shock that we're seeing is the little things. He's very much 
determined to nail down the little things, the where you put your left foot, right foot, where, just your footwork in general, where his hands should be, all of this. I mean, he's constantly communicating with, uh, you know, outside linebackers coach Robert, Robert Rodriguez and just other guys. I mean, it seems like he's really, really, really invested in not only learning the position but excelling in the position. And uh, D.C. Nick Rollis told us, you know, really somebody asked him, what stands out? His response, his violence. He's just a big, violent human being who can put people on the ground and make big plays happen. And I think Jonathan Gannon said it himself. He can play 10 out of the 11 positions outside of nickel, <laughs> nickel corner. So that just. I'd like to see him play nickel corner I'd love just to see for him, fun. I'd love to see him play safety. <laughs> yeah, that but, would uh, be fun as well. But, yeah, I mean, if you're getting that kind of response and reaction from your coaching staff, that's just. That's not just fluff. That's not just talk. That's they're, they're legitimately seeing what he's bringing to the table. And the biggest thing I think out of all of it is his intelligence that they're seeing. It's not, it's, I don't think they're seeing the guy that's you know, going to have the majority of his snaps at a new position in the NFL. It's I mean, new position in a way of main position. But he seems like he's come in and has just fit like a glove with this room. He is somebody I've been increasingly impressed with as they're showing Kyler Murray up on the Jumbotron on the sideline talking to David Blau talking about the twos going out there Clayton Toon handing it to Corey Clement right up the middle for a couple yards but anyway back to Collins when we started this podcast about a year and a half ago that was our first episode that was our first episode because Jordan Hicks was gone yeah he had taken the Mike linebacker role away from Collins in his rookie year something that was handed to him definitely prematurely way too early way too early but now he's talking like somebody who could be. Obviously, he's going to be on the edge. He's not going to be your Mike Backer. But when we started this show, it was Isaiah Simmons first, Zaven Collins second. And while they both can have very bright futures in this, do you agree with me where it feels like that's flipped? Yeah. As far as just who you can rely upon? Oh, <laughs> Cam Thomas looked like he got to the quarterback quick on that one. They got a handoff, but, man, that looked like a sack to me. I'm interested to see what he does. But with Collins, there was a time where I felt like he was unreliable. And it was only yeah. flashes. Yeah. It was only, okay, this guy could be good. But, oh, my gosh, why is he doing that? Why is he there? He was in the wrong position. He was making the wrong play. He was yeah. making the wrong read. But as time has gone on, I feel like they've allowed him to be himself more. And given him, slowly, a little bit more responsibility. Yes. An inch at a time. Yep. And I genuinely believe that he is somebody that is going to be around here for a long time. I have almost no doubt in my mind oh. that they're going to pick up his fifth-year option. Yeah. No doubt in my mind. Yeah. Now, they oh, didn't yeah. do the same with Isaiah Simmons. So he's playing this year without that guarantee of that fifth year being picked up and... He's moving to a new position. Mm-hmm. Where's your confidence level in Isaiah Simmons right now? It's that's that's a good question. I Thank would you. I, <laughs> I would say it's it's still very much high just because let's look at the snaps from last season. He played a lot as a guy just a cornerback guy in coverage. So the change in position necessarily isn't very shocking I guess it's it's nice to know that they have a spot that they think he can you know call home it's just really going to see how do they make this all fit with the three safety you know sets because I think we're going to see a lot of that but it's you know right now it looks like he's doing all the right things 
obviously is a playmaker. He's going to see way more of the field being that, you know, center fielding, center, center safety. But I think it comes down to how is he going to practice throughout the regular season? Remember last year, that was one of the big things, the big takeaways was, you know, Cliff demoted him because he wasn't practicing right. His practice habits weren't there. So I think it's is is he grasping the little things and, and the culture shock that the rest of this team is embracing? We haven't got to talk to him, you know, just nature of the beast. We haven't got to talk to him yet. We'll, we'll hear from him soon during training camp, I assume. But still, where is he at with that? Where is he at? Is he fully in? Is he in on the position? Because Zavin seems like he's all the way. He's... He's ready to go. And I'm not saying that Isaiah is probably not, but it's just that's something we've got to still talk to him about for sure. Yeah. If you want to get a little bit of a picture about where maybe the world stands with Isaiah Simmons and you can agree or you can disagree, your personal opinion, listening to Cardinals Corner on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader live from State Farm Stadium for the red and white practice. But I looked up Isaiah Simmons, Arizona Sports, because I like to go through all of your articles oh, that you have on ArizonaSports.com. Sometimes they're hard to find because they're farther down on the website, so I like to look them up. (laughs) But the first thing for people also ask when you look up Isaiah Simmons, Arizona sports, is what happened to Isaiah Simmons, which feels a little bit harsh, but you have to remember, Mm -hmm. this is a guy with pedigree. This is a top 10 pick. Somebody coming out of Clemson who was supposed to be a difference maker immediately. And you know what, Tyler? He was. Mm -hmm. He actually was putting together good, consistent seasons. Yeah. And so to me, I don't know how excited I am about him moving full-time to the secondary. Yeah. I understand the excitement behind it. I understand the potential. I mean, you saw it against the Saints this past year with that electric pick. I mean, watching with the Raiders game. Yeah. I mean, just the dude can make the plays. He's, it's just where do you put him on the field to where you're not hindering the rest of the unit? But you also have to remember, it might not have all been on him. Sure. Maybe no, his, maybe, no, no. Maybe his practice habits have to be fixed up a little bit. Yep. But the last regime, they were putting him on all, all over the place. They were changing his playing time dramatically. He yeah. was week one starter oh, against wow. the Chiefs. He got burned by Travis Kelsey. and Marlon then Mack sudden, with a huge carry. Marlon right Mack. Right through the middle. He's running with the threes out there, isn't he? Yeah. uh, That's David Blau who handed it off to him. So right now the running back room as it goes with who's getting snaps is obviously James Conner first, Corey Clement second, and then Marlon Mack. Recently signed Marlon Mack. That was 10, 15 yards easily. That was maybe the largest play that we've seen here Yeah, practice so far. Yeah. So with Simmons, I'm excited for him to be solely focused on one position. He said he's focused on mastering the secondary. I'm excited to see him be just there. Yeah. And I do have a lot more confidence in this coaching staff, in this regime, in general, than I did before. And don't get it twisted. He's going to come up. He's going to make plays. He's probably going to blitz from time to time. Like, he's not just going to be out there roaming. He's going to be up making plays at the line, too. It's just they've got to put him there. That's that's his designation for right now. I'm getting excited about a dynamic between Buda Baker, who was honored here earlier today. Yep, yep for making a Pro Bowl appearance, and Michael Bidwell Seems like a yearly there. thing here. Yeah, geez. <laughs> Almost like that guy's really, really, really good. But you got Buddha. Yep. And you've got Isaiah. Yep. Those two could be the f- combination of the fastest and hardest-hitting players 
that you can find on a defense in the NFL. And don't count out Jalen either, man. Jalen's an underrated guy on He's team. really he flown under the radar. so way. underrated, Okay, man. you know what? Let's save that. We're going to talk about him and the entire secondary next. It's Cardinals Corner live from State Farm Stadium as the Cardinals have red and white practice here on Arizona Sports. Say it with me, the local, local sports, sports leader. leader. Cardinals Corner, Arizona Sports Special with Eric Ruby and Tyler Drake. Here are some names that you think of when you think about this year's Cardinals team as we welcome you back into Cardinals Corner live from State Farm Stadium for the red and white practice here. Tyler Drake, Arizona Sports Cardinals reporter, joins me. Eric Ruby, as we usually do in podcast form, but today we're taking over Arizona Sports on the radio, on the Arizona Sports app, live. Here are some names that you hear when you talk about this season, names that we've already talked about today. Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Buda Baker, Clayton Toon, Colt McCoy, Marquise Hollywood-Brown, Michael Wilson. But you know what name I haven't said, Tyler? What's that? One of their best players from the last couple of seasons, and that's Jalen Thompson. Yes. He's flying under the radar. I don't even know if I've heard you talk about him nah he's just he's just so steady man it's it's that's that's the the grain of salt you got to take with with uh training camp and practices you know obviously there's going to be the standouts but you can't forget about the guys that just constantly come in and do it consistently and that's jalen thompson to a t i mean look at his stats last few years 110 tackles 121 tackles i mean the dude's everywhere he's he's easily got to be one of the most underrated guys on this team because everybody talks about Buddha. You got Isaiah Simmons now coming in. Like, he doesn't get enough credit for what he brings to the table. You even think about the corners because obviously Thompson's a safety, Buddha's a safety. Yep. You got Marco Wilson, who is going to be presumably CB1. Yeah. And then you've got Christian Matthews, seventh-round pick from last year. Yeah. He's been getting the, A second, lot. the second reps. A lot. And that is maybe the one position on defense that I'm a little bit more worried about. Ooh, who made that grab? That Great was a nice dork. play. Light the door. Oh, dork. light the door. Like getting a open. 15, 20-yarder. Yep, Chris right. Matthew, who we were just talking to. Too. The ones are back in here. Or are these the twos? No, they're that's just Clayton Toon. They're mixing it up a little they're bit. They're mixing it up. Clayton Toon out there throwing it to Greg Dorch. They moved the chains. Jeez, what was that, 20, 25 yeah. yards? Yeah, they got Zavin and Dennis Gardeck in there with the looks like the this, second team defense. Because so it's like a mix. They're yeah, doing they're mixing, some, they're some second, guys. some first. Your boy Papo's in there with the twos, too. Oh, I like to see that. Interesting to see Clayton Toon get some reps against the first-team defense. You have to imagine that that's by design. It's not. Well, it's it's a mixture. It's a mixture. But, you, but like, some, like the Zayden exactly. Collins and the, your, yep. your starting edge rushers. Yeah, for sure. They got, they got to give him a look, man. Got to give him the, oh, Josh Woods with a good play, too. Ooh. Stuffed him. People are getting fired yeah, up there's here. A lot, there's a lot of intensity down there I right would now. say it started off a little bit more tame than I expected. Jonathan Gannon said it was going to be full tilt today. Yep. But as time has gone on, we've seen John Gaines, rookie out of UCLA. We've seen him lose his helmet. We've seen players been celebrating, getting into it. A lot of action at the line of scrimmage. And to also be quite honest with everybody, a whole lot of flags. <laughs> there's, been a, there's been a flag like every yeah. other play. Yep. But let's talk about the corners real quick. Yeah. Because this is going to be our last segment here. And I feel like that's really gone under the radar. Are you comfortable with Christian Matthew getting that? much run 
I mean, it doesn't matter what I'm comfortable with. I'm oh, but I'm not making, the, I'm not making the decisions. It's but why you are here, You know, Tyler. here's the thing. He he just he's a pro. To, he he just brings a different kind of look to the cornerbacks room. He's a tall, lengthy dude who can just play with the bigger wide receivers. I think you know, but for me. This Keytrail Clark, you know, emergence is really, really starting to leave a mark on me just because of what he's doing with the added reps. Nothing against Christian Matthew. I mean, he's been with the ones basically all training camp. So I think the next thing is how can he separate himself from the rest of that crew because Keytrail's starting to come up a little more. You've still got Antonio Hamilton, who seems like he's more with the third team than anything. But, you know, he last time this, this year, he was one of – he was CB2 last year. So it's – it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out because there's a lot of question marks in that corners back's room. Oh, deep ball nah, to nobody. Over the head, over the head. To nobody. That's still early, Tyler. You know, maybe we the pinpoint seen, accuracy is not we there. Need, we need a touchdown, man. Yeah, we, we have not. Yet. Maybe it's us. They've stopped it right before. They've stopped it right before red zone, so maybe they're going to do that next. Maybe I that's think the next, uh, uh, when Gannon did introduce everything, they introduced Buddha. They celebrated him for making his fifth Pro Bowl. Michael Bidwell came out there, celebrated him. They gave him his jersey. Gave the mic to Jonathan Gannon. and he did say they were going to do some red zone as well. Yep. So that might be happening once we get off air. Okay, we're coming up, final couple of minutes here, Tyler. I want you to maybe give the people a little inside look. Say, okay, this is something that you should be looking forward to out of this new regime. Maybe it's a different way that they play. Yeah. Maybe it's a different scheme that they throw out there. But how is Cardinals football going to look different this year than it did to last year? I'll give it to you simple. I think it's just going to get back to basics. I think it's going to be about running the rock, putting somebody else in the dirt, and moving the change, chains. I really think it's going to be as simple as that. It's You can't reinvent the wheel, and I think last year we saw that a little bit. I think this year it's get back to what everybody knows works. You set up that run game, everything else follows. That's where it starts, and that's where it ends for this team. I really think that's that's just – if you want a blueprint of what this team's going to be, in the ground, are running the rock, putting other people in the ground, plain and simple. Violence, uh, adaptability, football character. And you like know what? They told us at the press conferences. <laughs> I would use an exact opposite word to describe the schemes and the style of play from the offense last year, and that was really fluffy. There was just a yeah, that's whole lot of fluff. Perfect way to say it, man. I mean, you want to you wanna know what I mean by fluff? I invite you to go on Google as long as you're not driving. And I'd like you to look up Rondale Moore's oh, I knew you were doing targets that yep. from Behind last season. the line of scrimmage. Because everything was just a little <laughs> too cute. A little too cute. And you know what doesn't win you football games? You know what doesn't score touchdowns, Tyler? It's oh, being cute Craig on Dorch. offense. You know Give who does score him. touchdowns? Give it to him. Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch Man, from Mama Clayton Dorch Tune gonna be on fire on Twitter. Woo! There we go. They're he, counting it. I love it. I love that there's a lot of wide receivers on this team that when they stand next to their teammates, it's like, what? And look at all these. And there's one thing. Look at everybody going up to this guy. Everybody just went up to Dorch. Everybody from the team almost feel like to go give him props but it's that. not just the players the, it's the little things like that man like the fans really gravitate towards him as well i mean especially when he wasn't getting consistent playing time yeah. last season it felt like we were going on our post-game podcast saying why is greg yeah. dorch not playing why is anymore? why is the dorch never lit why is the dorch <laughs> never lit but no the dorch the dorch is lit now and i i agree with you where you say back to the basics back to simplicity like you don't want your football team 
to be doing too much. You don't want them to be thinking on the field. Like, unless Just you're the go. Kansas City Chiefs and you want to run around in circles and, and link arms with each other and <laughs> then go and score a touchdown. Like, once you've won a Super Bowl and you have Patrick Mahomes, you can fine. do that. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. But look, like, that's not where this team was or where they needed to be no. last season. And this entire culture shock, this entire culture shift isn't just about how they treat the players, isn't just about setting expectations. It's about laying out something that is executable, something that you can say, all right, this is what you're going to do. Mm -hmm. This is how you're going to do it. And this is why it's going to win us football games. And when you approach a player like that, you're... The player's going to respond well. Yeah. But I can't imagine, again, this is speculation. I wasn't in the wide receiver room, but I'm going to take Rondale Moore as an example. <laughs> you got Cliff Kingsbury sitting down with Rondale Moore and go, hey, you are one of our fastest, most agile receivers that we have. An incredibly dangerous weapon. Why don't we put you behind the line of scrimmage? We're going to throw the ball to you so where if you get tackled right when you catch it, you actually lose a yard. <laughs> They'll I'm never sorry. see it coming. I'm sorry. Football player, like, you're going to say, yes, I got you, coach. I'm going to give it my all. I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to do my best, and we're going to make it work. But here's the thing, man. Okay, one more thing. That's the thing that's changed, too. There's give and take here more than I think we saw last season, and we're seeing that. I think Rondell Moore can actually go have that conversation with somebody now and say, hey, this ain't going to work, man. I think Kyler. I mean, it, we're, it's 154. we got two minutes left. We haven't even talked about Kyler Murray, really, except for when he's on the sideline. Yeah, he's up Kyler there. even yeah. said it. He said, sometimes you need to look in the mirror. And I think that was in uh, Darren Urban's article that of Clumpy Need the Flight Plan that yep. detailed Kyler's uh, rehab and his return from injury as he's working to get there. Where he said, sometimes you need to look in the mirror when it's not working. You need to be open to changing something. Yep. And if there was one thing that was incredibly, and I mean incredibly frustrating last season, Tyler, it was the lack of adaptability. It was a lack of change. And yes. going into a Cardinals game, I could have wrote you yeah. a script of exactly what was going to happen. We should have made a bingo card. We could have. Because it would have been every single time, every single We'd have line been done straight by across. The second drive. And the free space in the middle is Cliff Kingsbury saying that they just got to execute better. Okay. <laughs> We're working through things. Final thoughts, Tyler, from Red and White Practice, Cardinals Corner here live. Who stood out to you so far today? You know, Greg Dortch. I think he's quietly had a solid camp. Uh, I said that, you know, the last time I was on. But I really think he's been just consistent. And, you know, it's, let's see if he can kick that trend of not getting that consistent target share that he hasn't, that he really hasn't gotten since he's been here. That's really, uh, that, yeah, that's a guy that's been standing out. And, you know, Marlon Mack, real quick. I was about to say. 20, like 20-yard carry, and then he, then he had a pass right there. I mean, that, there but we go. But not to be outdone, I mean, Corey Clement, he, he was having a couple good carries before that, yeah. and he was still running with the twos. I am really interested to see – how the backup running back position plays out because at the end of the day james connor is going to be a workhorse yes. for sure but you know what happens when somebody's a workhorse tyler they get tired that's right and you would know because you are a workhorse <laughs> you can read all of tyler drake's work on the arizona sports app for f-r-e-e -E free yes this man free, lives and breathes here at state farm stadium he's giving you everything that you need to know make sure you follow him on twitter at Drake for sports that's the number four at T Drake for sports make sure you follow the show at AZ cards corner we're gonna be putting up a lot of video content highlights from today of course from our multimedia producer Jeremy Schnell who's always a rock star you can follow me at Eric Ruby with a K on Twitter 
And shout out to our man in the back, yeah. Trevor With the beats. Henry, for everybody and for you here at State Farm Stadium for red and white practice. I'm signing off. It's Cardinals Corner on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.